Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord one more time. Come on, let's just give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Amen. We welcome everyone this morning to Christ Center Church. So glad to see everyone out and about. Amen. To be in the house of God this morning. Amen. It's a beautiful day to be alive and well. Amen. We thank you for being here this morning. We welcome you. And we want to thank the, uh, our streamers, the online viewers this morning. We welcome you also for being our service this morning. This is our second service today. And we're so honored to have everyone that's tuning in. Um, YouTube, Facebook, Christ Online. Facebook Online. <laughs> Amen. We welcome you all service this morning. So we're going to invite you to worship the Lord this morning with us and let the Lord have His way and do something miraculous in your life this morning. Amen. Amen. We're ready for a move of God this morning. Amen. Amen. We're going to invite you to stand with us if you can. Amen. If you can stand with us, we're going to ask you to stand. Let's just quickly pray and ask the Lord's will to be done. Father God, we thank you one more time to be in your presence, O God. As we're here this morning to worship you and to praise you, we ask you to have your way among us this morning, O God. We ask you to touch us individually and collectively, Lord God. Lord God, we're knowing that you are the one that wake us up this morning. You're the one that brought us here into your presence this morning, O God. And we truly are thankful, Lord God, to be in your presence, Lord God, for in your presence, there is fullness of joy, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that you will touch every person in this place this morning. Those that, oh God, are viewing us, oh God, via Lord God, internet, I pray and ask you to bless them and work in a miraculous way for them, Lord God. I pray and ask you, Lord God, that you will help us that when we leave the service today, we can say it was surely good for us to be here. We thank you for your blessing, oh God. We thank you for what you're about to do in this moment, oh God. We thank you for what you're doing, oh God. God, in this hour, Lord God, we ask you to be with us, oh God. We ask you, Lord God, as we stay connected with you, Lord God, that you will continue to bless us, oh God. Let your will be done. It's not our will, but thy will be done. Come on, let's give the Lord this morning. Oh, hallelujah. It's worthy to be praised. Come on, let's bless him this morning. Come on, clap your hands. Let's bless the Lord. Let's bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We honor you today, Lord. We worship you today, God. Come on, let's continue to bless him. Let's continue to honor him. Giving him the glory. He's given us another opportunity to get it right with him. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Clap your hands. Come on. Shine your light to us for all the world to see. 
Jesus. Come on, who knows that the Lord is our light and our salvation? Whom shall we fear if we have him on our side? Hallelujah, Jesus. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light and salvation. 
Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait on you. I will wait on you. And I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Ah. Uh-huh. 
all your love. We set our hope on the one who is the everlasting God. You are the everlasting like you. Will somebody clap their hands onto the Lord this morning and just thank him. We serve the true and living God. His name is Jesus. We're thankful this morning and we're so honored to be in the house of the Lord and be among the people of God. Amen. Welcome to Christ Center Church. Amen. The church where Christ is our central focus. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We welcome all of you, those that have joined us here in person and those that are that have joined us via live stream. We welcome all of you and we're always so grateful to the Lord for what he's doing that we can be in so many different places and still feel the presence of the Lord, still feel like we are together, which we are because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and when we're in the presence of the Lord, we are under his banner and we are gathered together in his name. And so we welcome all of you, all of our Christ-centered family that's in Florida, our Christ-centered family that's in New York, our Christ-centered family that's in Jamaica, our Christ-centered family that's in Pennsylvania, and just in Canada, all of you that are here in New Jersey. Uh, we are just so grateful that God has brought us all together, and it's because of Him why we are together. Amen. And so we thank God this morning for bringing us together. Today is our first official uh, service where we uh, are doing in person in our building. As most of you know, our state had restriction like so many other states, and we could not gather together uh, for over three months. 
and uh, we have put measurements in place to make sure we can be gathered. And I tell you what, uh, what we have to do to get in the building, I feel pretty safe. I go to the supermarket, and I don't go through this, but I still go to the supermarket. You see what I'm saying, Izzy? And I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty. I just like to, what, what is it? I just like to spit truth. Come on. I'm spitting truth on you. <laughs> and so the bottom line is, I, because I, I go to the supermarket a lot. I like the supermarket, to be honest with you. So I'm, you know, I'm running the Whole Foods. I'm running the Wegmans. I'm running the ShopRite. And nobody stops me at the door and say, oh, let me take your temperature before you go in this uh, place here. Nobody say, oh, let me screen you and ask you some questions here and see what's going on in your life. So uh, I feel pretty good about um, what we have in place here to get inside the building and to be able to worship the Lord together. And so I thank God for our... Um, Healthcare professionals, because we have some top-notch healthcare professionals in Christ-centered church, and we're thankful unto the Lord for bringing us all from different backgrounds, from different walks of life, from all uh, from different professions, and we're so grateful. We have um, Sister Scarlett; she multitasks. We still want to see her nursing skills at some point in time. <laughs> I didn't see. I'm sorry. You know, I want to. I want to see her nursing skills. So. Ethan and um, uh, my wife need to, you know, give her a break sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So we can see her in the back doing her nursing thing, bro. So, you know, I'm just saying, just saying. I, I missed it. I want, I want you to take my temperature when I come in. <laughs> Amen. But we have all the measurements in place. I just thank God for that. That's really what I'm saying. We, we, we're here. Kim, it's good to see you. Kim bought her handsome little boy and he looked like he's having a good time and so god is just good and we're trying to do everything that we can to be safe so thank you amen for being here this morning for allowing the lord to um just influence and inspire you to get into the house of the lord we're trying to do our um social distancing so we you know family you know you know in church i know in my family we you know sometimes we come to church and we sit all over the place well Social distancing force families to sit together. <laughs> I'm telling you, God is good. God is good. When we do it his way, it's always just right. Amen. We do it our way, we just make a mess. But we thank God this morning. We're going to receive our offering, and when we receive our offering, amen, we'll, we'll um, just allow the Lord to have his way. Amen. We're trying to, you know, get used to our new format here um, at our church. Uh, uh, church building we're going to place the offering baskets throughout the sanctuary so it limits us moving around and not being six feet apart uh so we're gonna just look out for the basket we have one here um we're gonna have one there one over the middle there amen and so just look for the baskets amen and you can place your offering in the baskets Amen. And don't forget, um, those of you that are online, and even those of you that are here, if you just don't want to get up, say, I don't know, you can still give electronically, okay? So you can give electronically, uh, uh, PayPal, uh, Christ Center Church. You can give Cash App, Christ Center Church. You can go to the website, ChristCenteredOnline.com, and give that way. Uh, you can also go over to Sister Patrice, and Sister Patrice will allow you to swipe and... Um, I believe those are the, um, the way. I don't think I'm driving out anymore to pick up anything. I think we're good with that. 
And if you want to mail it in, you can mail it in to 22 Concord Avenue, uh, Hamilton, New Jersey, 08619 Christ Centered Church. Amen. Hallelujah. Like those Jordans, man. So guess what? I bought some Jordans the other day, right? Everybody was going crazy yesterday because, hey, you're 52 years old. You're wearing Jordans. I said, leave me alone. Let me am I Am I good? I, I got the, um, you know which one I got? I got the one with um, the patent leather. That's the, that, that, I, I think those are the 11s, right? Something like that, yeah. Okay, all right. Appreciate it, Larry. I'm not talking, to, just tell all everybody else, back up off me. You know, yesterday I did my little cookout, you know. You know, I cooked, I killed it too, Ethan. Killed it on the grill yesterday, right? Boom, boom, boom. Because I had two grills going at the same time. Man, 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 kill it, boom, 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 kill it. You know, make sure my family good. And I was done early, like about 3.30. Talked to everybody, hang out with everybody. Then I went up to took a shower. Came down, says my Jordan, Ethan. They was just hating. Oh, Ethan. They was just out of control. Oh, oh. Somebody just worried about getting old and, you know, trying to go back to his young days and packages coming in the house. We didn't see it. All kind of stuff. You know, my, my youngest brother, man, that's not you. Did you wear that when you were in high school? I said, nope. In high school, I was wearing shoes, baby. I was wearing loafers. So I just was, I was backwards. High school, I was always just dressed up and, you know, looking different. And now I'm in my 50s saying, let me, let me just hit something that I didn't hit when I was in high school. Hit them with some Jordans, some 11s yesterday. Don't mess with me. Hallelujah. <laughs> offering time, get your offering in your hand. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm glad to see everybody. I get so excited when I see people. I love people. I really do. I love people. I feel bad for my wife sometimes. Not that she don't love people, but I can just have people all day, every day. And, you know, she needs some quiet time. Her and my daughter need some quiet time sometimes. They just need to relax. And me, I can go people, people, people nonstop. Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. So I love people. When I see you all, I just feel like just having conversations, walking around the room. Hey, how you been? You know, what's been going on? Talk to me. But I know I can't do that. I'm supposed to be preaching today, so let me not do that. But it's just good to see everybody. Amen. And offering time, right? That's what I was doing, offering. Amen. Look at the link. You can give the way I told you to give. Amen. Um, we have outreach next Saturday at 930. If you'd like to go out in the community, we have door knockers that we're going to hang on people's doors. We have postcards that we're going to slip under people's door just to let them know that we're here. We're praying for them and they can be a part of our service either in person or uh, via live stream. So if you'd like to come out with us, pray for our community, let them know we love them and give out tracks. We're always excited about doing that. We believe um, the Lord told the disciples, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And so uh, while we, you know, preach it here in the building and via stream, we also go and knock on the door. And we're not Jehovah Witness. Actually, we're the true Jehovah Witness because we witness for Jehovah. Don't mess with me. <laughs> but we go and knock on the doors and just let people know we're praying for them. We love them and things like that. So join us next Saturday morning, 9.30 a.m. We will meet right here, and then we'll go out into the community dispersing. We'll let the community know we're here for them. Amen. Did I miss anything? I just got to, we're all good? So I can, we can do offering? All right, offer. Let's stand together. Let me pray a blessing upon you financially. Uh, it, John, it's good to see you. 
Oh, right. I thought about you the other day, too. I thought about John. I said, man, I can't wait to get back in the building. I know John will be there. Amen. Good to see John. Hallelujah. Man, oh, man. You feel safe, John? They took your temperature, right, John? Yeah, they screened you, right? Feel safe. We might have to do an infomercial. Have somebody like John come up and just start. Hey, you got to be here. I'm good. We might have to do that. You know, John, good to see you, John. Let's pray for the blessings of the Lord. Lord Jesus, we love you so very much. We are so thankful that as the family of God, we can come together. And Lord God, that we can worship you in the beauty of holiness. That Lord God, we can fellowship with one another. And that Lord, we can be blessed financially. You told us to bring ye our tithes and our offering into the storehouse. And Lord, that's just what we're doing now. Bringing our tithes and our offering into the storehouse that there may be meat, and that the house of the Lord, O oh God, can be blessed and do what you intended for it to do. Lord, we know you're so good to us, and we know you will multiply and give back unto us more than what we will put into these baskets today, more than what we will give as we give online. We know you'll give back to us, O oh God, greater than what we've given to you. You're just so good to us. Lord, help us to have the knowledge, the wisdom, and instructions by your word and spirit on how to let this these funds, the offering be used for the building up of the kingdom of God, for the edifying of the body of Christ. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Someone say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to have these fine young men come and worship the Lord in songs. They are tremendous. Come on, only one. What happened to the other song? Oh, all right. Come on, Joe. I'm not disappointed, Joe. You guys just did such a good job on the first service. I was looking forward to it again. But anyway, I know you can do it. Do it.
give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. Great are you, Lord. It's your grace. life. You are love. You bring light to the dark. You give hope. You restore. You restore every heart that is broken. So great. Great. Pour out our praise, it's your 
God, Jesus. So great are you, Lord. Hallelujah. Church, let me say this right off the bat. If we're going to experience God like God wants us to experience him, we're going to have to believe that he's as great, but even greater than what we say he is as we say it. And when I hear the songs that we sing that says, great are you, Lord, I begin to think of how great he is, of how miraculous he is. And I need to tell somebody even right now that what you are going through, I don't want you to worry because God has sent me here this morning to tell you your situation that you believe is so impossible. God wants you to know with God, all things are possible with God. All things are possible. So I don't want you to worry this morning and and fret this morning that your situation is so difficult. Your situation will never change because because it's just so much. It's been so long and you want to see it worked out and you can't figure out how it will work out. I'm here to tell you in the Holy Ghost that God want me to let you know that he is great. Oh, my God, that he is powerful and that there's nothing too hard for him. And you can't, by your limited understanding, understand the greatness and the power of the almighty God. We are limited in our understanding. We're limited in our thinking. But God is unlimited. There's nothing too hard for God. Tell your neighbor there's nothing too hard for God. Hmm. The prophet Ezekiel, Ezekiel was smart when the Lord asked him, is there anything too hard for God? The prophet said, you know, I don't blame him. Don't let God set you up. God will set you up and ask you a question that's rhetorical. Don't try to answer it. Just say, you know, Lord, the Lord will ask us rhetorical questions. Believe me. Because he knows the answer to everything, but he just needs you to know what he knows. And so he would say, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And Ezekiel, the prophet, says, you know. Amen. So when something comes up, all you got to say is, Lord, you know. I remember the old times you used to say that. Only God knows. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord and we're going to have a good time. If you haven't already, I, I, had a, I started having a good time since 9 a.m. Amen. Our first service, uh, I believe, went well, and God touched our hearts. I felt the presence of the Lord just like I still do feel the presence of the Lord. And God is speaking to our hearts, and he's helping us. If you'll let him, he will do something wonderful in your heart before you leave here today, before our service end today. And so we want you to just get your heart ready and open for God to speak to you. But if we're going to experience the power of God in our life, if we're going to experience a move of God in our life, we're going to have to see God and understand God in a different way than we have been. Because I believe sometimes, depending on our response, it tells kind of what we think. Mm-hmm. Depending on our response, it kind of says, it says what we think. 
And if you think God is great, you're supposed to get excited about that. If, 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 you, if you know God is great, you're supposed to get excited because all you know is something is getting ready to happen. Something is getting ready to change. Something is getting ready to happen in my life because God is great. Amen. And let me tell you this. I feel like I got to say this. Let me say this in the Holy Ghost. Don't think that because you haven't been as faithful to God like you need to, God can't do it or God won't do it. Because you haven't been good enough for him to say, let me save you because you've been good. You haven't been good enough. I haven't been good enough for him to look out and say, you know what? You, you come here. You've been really good. You come here. Nobody, of none, none of us have been like that for him to say, you've been pretty good. Come here. No, we're all messed up. He said, I loved you while you were yet sinners. And so we weren't doing the things that please God when he decided to call us to be saved. He's still calling us today to be saved. And it's not because we, we, we have been doing good. No, he called us. And continues to call us even while we're not doing good. So don't say in your mind, don't let your ways of thinking that, well, I need to get a little bit better and maybe that's when God will do something in my life. It is God's will that none perish. It is God's will that you are blessed. It is God's will that you experience the goodness of God. It is God's will that you experience salvation and liberty in God. It is God's will. Amen. And so I don't want you to worry this morning. Just open your heart and let God have his way. Open your heart and let God do what he's going to do. Because God's going to speak to you today. And I know God has already spoken to you. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Mm. God is speaking right now. Hallelujah. Well, yesterday we celebrated Independence Day. And for some of you, you, you know, you did a little something. Got together with family and friends and did a little something. And so we thank God for his goodness. And I'm going to help you this morning, I believe, with the help of the Lord to hear what the Spirit is saying unto you. Y'all feel safe? You know, I got to keep on saying that. Y'all feel safe? All right. Make sure the families are sitting together. Look out. Your families are sitting together. All right. Hey, okay, y'all feel safe. I asked John, um, John Carlo, what, um, how do you feel? Does he feel safe? And he's all into it. How about you? You, you, you feel safe? All right, good. I just want to make sure, you know, as I've been saying, we go to the supermarket and stuff and, you know, can I tell you a secret? The other day I was, you know, I went, went to the supermarket to, you know, get some stuff because I cooked out yesterday, as I said, and I'm driving past. I shouldn't even say this. I'm driving past Quaker Bridge Mall, and I glanced over and saw a few cars. I said, maybe they're open, and if they are, there's not a lot of people inside. So I parked. I even, I even parked um, social distancing park. I parked, and I got out. I started walking towards the men's section because, you know, you can get to the men's section from outside. So I started walking. Y'all don't know that, but I know because I'm, I'm a shopper. I can't lie to you. And so I walked. And I was, I'm looking. No traffic. 
Nobody walking toward us. Woo! Opened the door, saw about three people in the men's section. I said, you know what? I can pull this off. Got me a couple of shirts on sale. <laughs> Slid right back out. <laughs> Nobody took my temperature. Nobody screened me. <laughs> you know? And I took the chance. All four shirts, Larry. A couple of shirts. We're here for Jesus this morning. The 4th of July, also known as Independence Day or July 4th, has been a federal holiday in the United States since 1941. But the tradition of Independence Day celebrations goes back to the 18th century and the American Revolution. On July 2nd, 1776, the Continental Congress voted in favor of independence and two days later, delegates from the 13 colonies adopted the Declaration of Independence, a historic document drafted by Thomas Edison. From 1776 to the present day, July 4th has been celebrated as the birth of Americans' independence, with festivities ranging from fireworks, parades, and concerts to more casual family gatherings and barbecues. The United States, called the United Colonies, which was under control of Great Britain before 1776. On September 9th, 1976, the Continental Congress formally changed the name of their new nation to the United States of America rather than the United Colonies, which was regularly used back then. Why did America separate from England? One of the reasons America declared its independence and moved to complete the necessary process to become an independent nation was so it can practice freedom of religion. Did you know that? America was established because there were people that said, we want to practice our religion freely. Now, you would think in that day and age, they would be practicing religion freely. The pilgrims and Puritans came to America to practice religious freedom. The separatists under the leadership of William Bradford decided to leave England and start a settlement of their own so that they could practice their religion freely. The original religion practice in England was Catholicism. Then it split into two different religions, Catholicism and the Church of England. So that was the main dominant religion back then, Catholicism, and then they separated 
and became also the Church of England. So you had two kind of religion being practiced, Catholicism and the Church of England. Now, you got to figure since the Church of England split off from Catholicism, it's pretty close to the same practice, but usually they disagree with a few things here and there because that's really how a lot of religions get started. Someone is following a certain religion and they like most of it, but then it come two or three things where they say, I don't know if I like that. And when they say, I don't know if I like that, they decide all of that except for these three things were pretty good. So we're going to take all of that and add these other things and not practice those few other things. And now here we go with a new religion. I feel like I need to say this to you. Any religion that is not what's in the Bible, that man have influenced, cannot be the true religion. Because mankind, we can't help ourselves. We're always going to seek to create something to fulfill our desires. Whatever we're going to try to create or establish or redo, it's usually for our own benefit. And so when mankind begin to make their way to do things, watch out. And there are a few religions that we still practice today that if you look at it, you'll see where did it get started. And you'll see a man, human, had something to do with how it got started. But if we look into the word of God and understand that this religion, if you will, for lack of a better word, that we are involved in today, this religion was started by almighty God himself. This is why you cannot miss this and you can't become confused about this. That almighty God became the man, Christ Jesus. Because if you think Jesus Christ is just the prophet, if you think Jesus Christ is just the man like you and I, if you think Jesus Christ is just, oh, a teacher or just one of the Pharisees or Sadducees, if you think that's what he is, then you will not really understand the true religion. Almighty God. That said, let there be light. Almighty God that created became a human. Because as a spirit, you could not know him. As a spirit, you could not see him. As a spirit, you could not really understand him. But when he became human, you know what he did? He knew that he would become human, so he created us like he knew he would be. You can't miss that part. And anybody debate that part because they're not sure, you can be lost. Because here's it simple. It's just this simple, John Carlo. I'm not following no religion that any human started. I can't. Why? We're flawed. I can't. Why? Because, because we make mistakes and we error. So I can't follow a religion that humans started. I can only follow the one that the almighty God, the creator 
of all things, the one who sustains us still today, the one that gives life. That's the one I'm going to follow, and anything else, I cannot follow it. Because it means it's a man that is flawed like me, that probably didn't agree with a couple things about the religion he was following. So he decided to start his own. So Catholicism and the Church of England was the religion that was dominant in England at that time. The pilgrims and Puritans were motivated to declare their independence to reform what they believe was true Christianity. This was the motivation for establishing this great nation. The pilgrims and the Puritans looked around and say, this is not what I read in the Bible. The stuff that's going on is no longer what was taught in Scripture. We can't stand for this. We need to practice the true religion. We need to practice true Christianity. And as long as we're connected with this nation, we won't be able to. So let's declare our independence so we can practice the true religion. And so today I preach to you on this topic, Independence Day. Independence Day. Independence Day. In Exodus chapter number 5, verse number 1, the scripture says, Afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. Verse number 2, And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord? that I should obey his voice to let Israel go. I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. The Lord will allow what we deem to be bad. He will allow some bad what we call bad, the Lord might not call it bad, but for lack of a better word, the Lord will allow what we think is bad to happen to us if it's going to get us to the place where we will come to know him. Why do you say that, preacher? The Egyptians, when back then, practiced worshiping idols. False gods. They didn't know the true and living God. And they were the superpower at the time. So how would they ever know the true and living God if they were practicing false worship, idol worship, and they're the superpower where nobody can come in and correct them and tell them anything? How would they know the true and living God? God allowed his people to be held captives. By Egypt. He allowed it. Because guess what? He could have stopped it. He could have stopped it, but he didn't. He, so he allowed it. I didn't say he did it. I said he could have stopped it, but he didn't stop it. So he allowed it. 
But we like to quote this scripture. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord. We like to quote it, but when it's time to live it, now I don't know about all that. Well, God's been operating like that for a long time. All things work together for good to them that love God. And so Israel was brought into captivity in Egypt, but it was for the good to them that love God. But God allowed that to happen because he wanted the Egyptians to come to know the true and living God. He wanted them to know who he was. And so he brought godly people among them so they can see what a godly people supposed to look like and how a godly people is supposed to serve him. And he allowed the godly people to be around the ungodly people. And when he allowed that, the ungodly had a chance to now come to the place of knowing the true and living God. Mm-hmm. So while we like to say that I'm going through or things are just bad, do you ever stop to think all things work together for good? To them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And let me tell you, church, all of us are called according to God's purpose. It's just a matter of will we fulfill the purpose or not. But we're all called to fulfill the purpose of God. It's up to us what we do to fulfill the purpose of God. But we're all called to fulfill the purpose of God. The question now is, uh, do we love him? Do we love him? Do we love him? Exodus chapter 8, verse number 1 says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Uh Uh-huh. Exodus chapter 9, verse number 1, Then the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh, and tell him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve. Me. Uh Uh-huh. I hope you're catching that. The children of Israel was not able to worship their God, the true and living God in Egypt, as they wanted to. Therefore, they wanted to be free. They wanted their independence from Egypt so they can worship their God. Let me tell you this. Why wasn't they able to worship their God? What's the problem? You know what the problem was? In order to worship their God, they had to sacrifice animals. Part of their worship was sacrificing of different kind of animals. This is the Israelites. That's part of their worship that they did back then, right? And so they were supposed to worship their God by doing sacrifice. The problem with that was the Egyptians, they considered certain animals as sacred deity. That's a problem. So if you if, if you want to dedicate or sacrifice uh, a cow as worship unto Almighty God, but the cow is sacred and a deity to the Egyptians, you're in trouble. That's why they couldn't worship the Lord in Egypt. And so the Lord sent Moses 
and Aaron to Pharaoh to tell him, let my people go so they can worship me. Let my people go so they can hold a feast in the wilderness for me. Let my people go that they can worship me. That's what the Lord told Aaron and Moses to tell Pharaoh, let my people go so they can worship me. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Exodus chapter 13, verse number 17. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistine, although that was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they will return to Egypt. Verse 5. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people and they said why have we done this that we have let israel go from serving us i find that very interesting that god told pharaoh that had held the children of israel in captive in bondage i find it interesting that god told pharaoh let my people go so they can serve me. Let my people go so they can worship me. He said that, and Pharaoh eventually, after a lot of stuff, plagues, eventually let them go. But after he let them go, after a while he stopped and thought, oh no, why are we letting Israel go? We need to bring them back because they were serving us real good. We had them doing whatever we want. Church, hear me this morning. The book of Exodus is so good because it teaches us a lot of concept that deals with the world and the church. It teaches a lot of concept about salvation and, and bondage and sin. And so here is one of the concepts. So Egypt was looked upon as a nation of sin. Okay? Israel was supposed to be the nation of salvation. And so when you look at it, all of us who exist today will either serve sin or serve God. There will not be a person walking this earth that will just serve nothing or no one. Every single one of us that walk this earth will either serve sin or we will serve God. We will either serve our own self-interest or we will either serve God. We will serve either a situation or we will serve God. But all of us will serve something, someone. We will worship something or someone. Will you do Decide today what you will worship, what you will serve, who you will worship, or who you will serve. It's Independence Day. It's Independence Day. Question. Why do you want to be free from the situation you're dealing with? Why do you want to be free from the controls of someone else? Why do you want to be free from pain and hurt? I'm here to tell you, church, it's right to want to feel free from a bad situation. It's right to be want to be free from the control of somebody else. It's right to want to be free from pain and hurt. But I'm asking you the question today, why do you want to be free? 
if your answer is not that I want to be free so I can worship and serve God, you're probably not going to ever be free. We must realize why we need to be free from pain and hurt. Why we need to be free from all the the situations that are just not good. Why we want to be free from someone having control over our life. Why do we want to be free? And I'm here to tell you, you should want to be free for the same reason God wants you to be free. God wants you to be free so you can worship and serve him. But the devil wants you to be free so you can serve him. But you can never be free serving the devil. (laughs) The devil make us think. Oh, hear me now. Hear me now, somebody. The devil has told you, influence your mind to make you think being in church and being faithful to God, that's bondage. That's what the devil has whispered and told us. And so we kind of stay away from church. We kind of stay away from God because we're thinking that God has restriction on us. But you don't even know the devil have restriction on you because remember what i'm telling you you can't exist in this world without being a servant or a worshiper of sin or someone or something you can't so the question is what are you under control of what is controlling you what is ruling you what is controlling your desires your thoughts your move what is it that's controlling you mm-hmm. i mentioned this this morning i feel like i need to mention it here when the children of israel good for you larry good thought here when the children of israel was led out of the wilderness, was led out of Egypt to go in the wilderness so they can worship and serve the Lord. When they were led out and they crossed over the Red Sea, they got free and their enemies were swallowed up in the water. You know what's the first thing that happened? The Ten Commandments. I thought they was free. The word of God is what keep you free. It's not how you think. It's not what you think. It's not how you think you should live that keep you free. Because before Christ, you was never free. Before Christ, you were in bondage. Before Christ, your life was being controlled by people and things and circumstances. Before Christ, you were under the control of something else or somebody else. And so Christ is trying to teach us how when we give our life to him, how when we allow him to lead us, how we free is by his word and the devil has lied to so many of us to tell us oh i can't i can't be doing that oh man am i the only one that see it just clear as day 
we look at the word, we look into the word of God and say, oh yeah, that's too much. I can't be doing all that. And so we're just living a compromised life today because we're looking in the word of God and we're saying that's just too difficult. I can't do that. And God understands and God knows. And we go through all this stuff that we can't do this and we can't do that. And so we go ahead and try to do things for our own benefit. But I'm here to tell you this morning, if you depend on yourself or anyone else that to live your life and enjoy what you call life, you you might not understand it, but you're not free. You're not independent. You're being controlled. You're being led and influenced by the devil, by sin, and by this world. And none of them can save you and give you eternal life. Only Jesus can save. Only Jesus can give eternal life. And so we must, we must allow the Lord to have the influence and the control. God gave us the Ten Commandments so we could stay free. The Word of God is what gives you freedom. Nothing else. You and I, we're not smart enough to stay free. We don't know enough to stay free. And no matter how smart we are, we'll never really be free. For in Christ Jesus. And so when you live according to the word of God, the people that are not living according to the word of God want you to feel like you're not free. Church, man, I communicate this to you today so you can get it. In order to truly experience Christ the way you need to, you're going to have to live according to the word of God. I talked about on Thursday, this past Thursday, a Bible study, and I'm teaching a series on holiness. And I talked about this Thursday how the things of God with the things of the world, because we think that's the perfect mix. Because what we're saying is, I need God. I know I can't do it without him, but I still like to have some of my stuff. I still need to just roll with some of the things that I'm learning from the outside world. The Bible says a house divided within itself will fall. The only way any company, any home, any relationship can be destroyed, it has to be internal. If you have a relationship with someone, if your company is a strong company, if your church is a strong church, whatever it is, I can't use the church because God is the head of the church. So take that one out. But as far as a company or relationship, a home, the only way that, that that relationship is destroyed is if someone in the relationship, someone that's on the inside, begins to do wrong. The only way. If both people keep doing what they got to do, and even if something goes wrong, they decide, so what? We're going to work together, work it out. That thing is solid and cannot be destroyed because it's the word of God. A house divided within itself will not stand. But if it's not divided within, within itself, it will stand. So the devil already understands that he cannot defeat the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So guess what he's doing? Trying to get the church to take some of the world and mix it. Because if he gets you to do that, if he gets you to think you're with God, you're saved, you're living right, but you're, you're mixing it with some of the worldly stuff, 
it makes you powerless and weak and it and and it and it and it and it, and, and it will destroy you eventually because now you have taken from outside and brought it in now you have something on the inside that will destroy it's the only way churches get messed up it's the only way homes get messed up it's the only way relationship get messed up because we took something from the outside that should not be on the inside we took it and brought it in And it weakened us. It weakened us. It weakened us. And we got so weak till we just got messed up and it just got destroyed because we brought something in that did not belong. That's what the devil trying to do. And we playing games. He is saying, keep on going to church. And now y'all got it good now. Do your live stream. And now, if you want, whenever you have some time, you can go and call back up the message and listen to it again and get your Bible out. You can do it. And, and, and you got all that going. And he smiles and says, yeah, I know you can get all the word. You can get all that. But if I can get you to keep on doing some of the other stuff, while you, see, while you feel like you're saved, while you feel like you're a part of the church, I can get you to do some stuff and mix it. Oh, I got you. That's what the devil is trying to do in our life. And now more than ever is what I'm telling you. I want to preach to you this message the way I need to preach it to you. But what I feel in my heart this morning, what I feel in my spirit this morning that God want to communicate to you is to tell you you cannot mix the things of God with the things of the outside world. You cannot mix it because it weakens your structure. It weakens your union. It weakens everything. And you will be powerless. And then you will blame God for what's wrong in your life. And God is saying, why are you blaming me when you were the one? that brought stuff in that did not belong when they crossed over he gave them the ten commandments said this is now how you live if you want to stay free this is how you live the word of God is what keeps you free not you doing whatever you want you doing whatever you want just puts you back in bondage and so so many of us the, the, the revolving door is this God deliver you And after a couple of days or a couple of weeks or a couple of months, a couple of years, a few years, you go back to where God delivered you from. What does that make you? Back into slavery, back into bondage. And the cycle just keeps repeating itself because every time he delivers you, you don't want to follow his word because in your mind, that's too strenuous. In your mind, that's just too much. And God loves us so much that I'm sure he understands that this is not a big deal. How are we going to tell God what's a big deal and what's not a big deal according to the all-knowing God? He's the all-knowing God, and we're going to say, remember I started out by saying, when God asks you a question, don't you answer it. Didn't I tell you the question that God asked me a few years ago, and I just laughed? God, you're telling me every Sunday I got to wake up and get dressed and go and preach and minister? That's the question I asked him. Because he had asked me first. And I just smiled. I just said, okay. I did not go back and revisit. I did not go back and ask no question. I didn't have any discussion. Because he put the question in my heart. This is what you have to do every Sunday. Your life belongs to me. And every Sunday, if you're not away someplace on vacation or something, you're going to wake up. You're going to get yourself together. And you're going to go do what I want you to do. That's what he told me. And so I asked a rhetorical question to him. 
God, you telling me that's what I got to do? He never answered me back. I feel like he smirked. <laughs> I feel like he smirked, Larry, like, oh, Wayne, you want me to answer that? <laughs> and I just smirked back with him and said, I got it. I'm not going to even ask no more questions. Let me just keep on moving. God wants us to be free so we can worship him, so we can serve him. And that's the, 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 the core of what you need to hear from me today, that, that God wants you to experience your independence today. Because independence means that you're going to be free from bondage and sin and the control of anyone else or anything else. And once you are free from that, you're able to freely worship, to freely serve, to freely honor the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. For some of you, you may not believe you are bound. For some of you, you may not believe you're under the control of someone else or something else. You know why? Because whatever the situation is that you've been dealing with, you have be made it comfortable in your life. You have, bec- you, you have, you have allowed yourself to be comfortable with it. Things are going on in our life that's considered bondage. Things are going on in our life that's considered control. And it has been going on for so long that we just allow it and we just now are comfortable with it and just consider it our way of life. No big deal. It's what it is. What we like to say, it is what it is. And we're settled with it. And that's how it's working now. And we're not realizing that it has control over us. It's preventing us from being free. We're okay with bondage. We're okay with being controlled. Preacher, I can't say that. Well, human never changes. So let me show you what our forefathers did back in the day. Exodus chapter 14, verse 11. They were free. They left Egypt. They crossed the Red Sea. Now they're going towards the wilderness so they can worship the Lord, so they can serve the Lord. And they're moving right along. Look at what they say. Exodus chapter 14, verse 11. And they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? They're complaining. They're free. No longer they had taskmaster over them. No longer nobody making them do work. They're free, but they're still complaining. Why? Because they had become accustomed to that lifestyle. You become accustomed to the lifestyle of control and sin. When someone tells you about what Jesus wants for your life, you're like, I'm good. You don't move up, you don't move a muscle because you have become comfortable in the lifestyle of bondage and sin. So what you say, I'm good. Just like these people, because we don't change unless we allow the Lord to change us. Wherefore, hast thou dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Verse 12. Listen to this. Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone. 
while they, went, while they were in Egypt in bondage, Moses and Aaron went to them and say, the Lord is going to deliver us. The Lord is going to bring us out of this bondage situation. When they said that to them, there were some that decided that they didn't want to go. We're good. Because again, when you have been in a bad situation for a long time, you accept it as okay. We're good. That's human behavior. We're good. Because you allowed yourself to become accustomed to it where it's comfortable and it's tolerable. So you, we're good. I know this might not be the best situation, but you know what? I understand it. There's, there, there's, there's um, and I've used this before. It's not good. Don't use it. You probably heard this before. A saying that says, better the devil you know than the devil you don't know. And that's what we do a lot of times. So, so the Israelites, they knew that devil that had them bound. And they were like, we've become accustomed to him. We know how he likes to treat us, which is not good. We know how he likes to do us, which we know is not good. But guess what? We know what he likes. And so we have become accustomed to his likings. So because we're accustomed to his likings, we just want to just stay right here. with Because we don't want to go know some other way. Because that is just too challenging to go know some other way. Church, I'm talking to you. I hope you're hearing me this morning because it's not me, but it's Jesus. And so many of us are saying that very same thing. I'm good. I, I know this might not be the very best way, but you know what? It, 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 I'm, I'm accustomed to it. It's the way that we've learned how to live our life and, and to go serve the almighty God. That's going to just tear everything else in my life upside down. I'm going to have to learn new ways. I'm going to have to think differently. I'm going to have to do new things. Nah, I'm good. Let me just keep on living in this bondage. Unfortunately, there's a thing called eternity. And while you may live in this comfortable lifestyle that's not good for you while you're here on earth, there's a thing called eternity that's coming. And the way we live here will determine how we live eternity or eternally. And so we must ask ourselves, are we just going to not follow Jesus because we've become accustomed to our bondage, our sins, our controls? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. Let me say it in today's terminology. It's better for me to just stay in sin, do whatever I want, be controlled by the devil, as opposed to going to church and living according to the way God wants me to live. That's really what we're saying a lot of times. That's really what we're saying. You and I, no matter how we live our life, we will live our life serving or worshiping something or someone can't get around it when we're in sin we're serving sin we're serving self we're worshiping self however it is but we will always live our life serving or worshiping something or someone the question is, what will you serve and worship? Or who will you serve and worship? Why not 
worship and serve Jesus, church. Why not worship and serve Jesus? Oh, oh, I love that name. Why not worship and serve the true and living God? The one who keeps breath in our lungs. The one who loves us so very much that he died for us. The one who will make sure he deliver us if we want to be delivered. The one who cares for us, who desires to spend all eternity with us. That's the one we need to choose to serve. Because who in the world or outside of this world can treat you better than Jesus? Who can love you like Jesus? Who can provide for you like Jesus? Who can deliver you from trouble like Jesus? Who can heal you like Jesus? Who can save you but Jesus? Why not? Why not serve him? Why not worship him? Why not exalt his name? Why not live in submission to him? Because he cares about you more than you care about you. His plans for you are amazing and beyond your comprehension. But you got to submit to him so he can work in your life. So he can do what's good for you. As long as you are under the control of the ruler of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, you're independent or you are dependent on the bondage of sin. You're held captive. But if you declare today your independence, today is Independence Day. If you declare it, you can be independent today. Just like America declared it 1776 on July 2nd, guess what? You can declare it today, July 5th, 2020, and be independent. America became independent way back then. You can become independent today and become dependent on Jesus. John chapter 8 verse 36 says, If the Son therefore shall make you free... You shall be free indeed. We got to get this right. We got to stop letting the devil tell us that we're free when we're doing what we want, living how we want, going on all the vacations we want, uh, you know, enjoying the life that we want. We got to we, we got to get out of that and stop. That's old. We got it. That's old. That's old. We, we got to get past that and stop letting that old way of thinking that, that we're doing great because life is good and look how we're living and look what we have. You can have all of that and have Jesus. You, 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 you can go on nice vacation. You can live good life. You can love one another. You can enjoy your family. You can do all that with Jesus. We like to make the devil tell us what we can't do and we just overlook what we can do. The devil is telling you, look, see, you can't do that. See, you can't do that. Remember what I always tell you. God said, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat every tree. There could be a million trees in that garden. I don't know how many trees there were. But just say there were a million trees, Stacey. And God said, you can eat of every tree. Except for one. 999,000 trees you can eat from, but one. You couldn't eat. 
and that slimy old bugger, he pointed to the one tree. And we so crazy in our mind that we got pulled into that. Oh, yeah, we can't have that tree. And we still doing that mess today. Not thinking about all that we can do and all that we can have and worrying about what we are not supposed to have and worry about those things and worry about doing those things. The devil's still doing it to you today. Still telling you, yeah, if you go to church, you can't do this or you can't do that. The devil's still telling you that. And many of you are buying into it. Yeah, you go to church, you got to stop doing this, you got to stop doing that. That's true. There's some things that you start serving God, you can't do. But what about the things you can do? When are we going to say, yeah, devil, and that's fine because I want to be free, and I'm going to focus on the things that I can do. Independence is freedom from control. Independence is freedom from influence. Independence is is, is freedom from support or aid of others. And like I said this morning, God can use people to aid you, but that doesn't mean that they get the credit. It just means God used them. Jesus wants us to be independent from the rulers of the darkness of this world. He wants us to be independent from all sin, from all the controls of everything and everyone and every circumstance that rule our life. Second Corinthians 6 and 17 and verse 18, 17 and 18, 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters. Don't you love how that sounds? God says, I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Why does he say come out from among them? Did you think about that? Come out from among them? Mm, that's going to be a hard one to explain. Who are the um, them? Come out from among them. Go ahead and ask God, who are the them? I'm not even going to answer that for you today. You ask Jesus. Jesus, you said, come out from among them. Who are the them? I got another one for you. What about Acts? Let's throw a curveball to the um, audio visual. Acts chapter 2, verse 40. Acts chapter 2, verse 40. So Jesus said, come out from among them. Who are the them? Now, let's look at Acts chapter 2, verse 40. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. You know what untoward means? Crooked and perverse. He's saying, come out from among them. He's saying, save yourself from a crooked and perverse generation. Who are the generation that's crooked and perverse? And who are the them? Just saying. I didn't say it. The Lord said it. Come out from among them. Save yourselves. Why is he saying all that stuff? To come out from among them. Those who are in bondage. Those who are being controlled. By. The devil. By outside forces. That's the them. I said I wasn't going to do it, but I gave it to you anyhow, because I love you. John chapter three, verse five. Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again or born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So in order to come out from among them, we must be born again. 
In order to come out from among them, we must be born again. Born again, the only way to do it, because you can't go back into the womb you came out of, right? Yes, we can't go back into the womb we came out of. So the only way to be born again is to go through the process in a spiritual sense, which is to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Sins get washed away. And God fills you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Receiving his spirit. And so you get regenerated. So your sins is removed. Our sins are removed. And you're regenerated by his spirit. That's considered a new birth experience. That's how you come out from among them. That's how you save yourself from this untoward generation. You can't be saved from the generation if you don't come out from among them and you have to do what it takes listen to me listen to me the principles of god never change i'm getting ready to get you out of here the principles of god never change when god delivered the children of israel out of egypt he delivered them but then they had to obey his instruction to be saved So Larry, like the message, Larry, Larry, think hard. So Larry, God sent Moses and Aaron to tell the children of Israel, come on, let's go. Finally, Pharaoh said, I'm letting you go. And then they started walking out. That's deliverance. He got them free, independent from the controls, from the bondage. But then they had to be baptized and have their sins washed away, Larry. But, but preacher, they weren't baptizing people then. But God is always giving you a symbolism. They didn't get saved till when, Larry? When they crossed over and went on the other side. And the Red Sea closed up. And all the Pharaoh army and all the chariots and all the horses was destroyed. Then they were finally saved. So it's one thing to be delivered. It's another thing to be saved. And so the bottom line is, if we're going to be free, if we're going to be saved, it's the word when we obey it that keeps us free, that saves us. It's the word when we obey it that doesn't. It's not. God does his part by delivering us because Pharaoh was strong, but God hardened his heart. God did what he had to do to get them delivered, but they still got to obey God to be saved. And what is that? I got to repent of my sins. I got to ask for forgiveness. I got to realize that almighty God who loves me so very much, I've been living in total disobedience and rebellion towards him. I got to ask him to forgive me. Then I get baptized. And all the wrong that I ever done, when I got baptized, God says, I will swallow it up in the sea, swallow it up in the blood. And then now I'll give you my spirit, which will regenerate you and you will become a new creature. That's the process. Today is your independence day. You can have it. As we can see from our earliest existence, declaration for independence was so mankind could worship and serve almighty God. So we're back to that. God, from even before 1776 when America became an independent nation, even before that, God 
was calling people to be independent from control of bondage and sin so they can be free to serve him. And so the question today is, what do you want to be free for? So you can do whatever you want, which means you just go back into bondage. Or you're going to take God upon his offer and say, God, I want to be free so I can worship and serve you. This is all this thing is about. I know that sounds boring. I know it sounds corny probably to some of you. But I've been having a good life since 1996, worshiping and serving God. I enjoy the life that I live, worshiping and serving God. The devil may want to make you think that it's just boring, it's corny, it's no good. Church, I'm here to tell you, I've lived it since 1996. And boy, oh boy, it's amazing. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful thing. I feel blessed. And I know I'm blessed. I know God is taking care of me and continues to take care of me don't let the devil fool you and tell you that this is not a great life you can have your independence day today you want to experience the demonstration of the power of god declare your independence god will move heaven and earth to save you if you want to be saved you want to see miracles decide you're going to give your life to god and anybody that gets in your way, he will get them out of the way. But it's if you want to, you have to want it. You have to want it. When you decide to give your life to the Lord, no weapon formed against you will prosper. When you decide to give your life to the Lord, it doesn't matter who the most powerful individual is in this earth. He can't stop you. When you decide to give your life to the Lord, nature itself cannot stop you. When you decide to give your life to the Lord, your enemy cannot destroy you. Mm -mm. The demand for the church today is still we need to be independent from all destruction, from all sin, from all bondage, so we can serve and worship the Lord Jesus. It hasn't changed. It still is the main thing. We need to be independent from all the controls of this world, from all of bondage and sin, so we can worship and serve the Lord. Will you stand with me? Church. I don't know if this was a welcome back message. But I felt like it was appropriate. Independence Day message. And we need our independence. From all the things that holds us captive. That try to stop us. We need our independence. God wants to have relationship with you. But because God is holy and because God is righteous, he cannot entangle himself with anything unholy and unrighteous. So what God is asking us to do is to just want to be independent from that control of ungodliness and sin and all the things that holds us captive. Because if we will desire that, God will deliver us. And then we can become holy and then we can become righteous and then we can serve him in the beauty of holiness. Why don't you pray with me today? Father, in the name of Jesus, we're grateful and we're thankful today, O oh God, for your word. You have spoken to all of our hearts today, Lord God. And Lord, now what will happen from this point is everything. 
Lord, we can't just continue to hear your word and not respond in obedience. And I pray today in the name of Jesus Christ that, Lord, you will speak to the heart of every person now to respond to your word in obedience. That no person will walk out of this room today or no person will depart from this service online today without deciding they want to be independent. They want to declare their independence today so today, Lord God, they can become one with you. So today, Lord God, they can give themselves to you that they can worship and serve you. I pray that you will move on somebody's heart. That somebody will say yes to your will. That somebody will take you up on the offer that you have extended to us. To Lord God be free. To experience independence from the controls of all that is not good for us Lord God. And I pray Lord Jesus that today we will not allow the sun to go down without us Lord God. Giving ourselves to you without us almighty God. Doing whatever it takes to surrender. Somebody hear my voice today. Don't let this word escape you. Don't let this word go in one ear and go out the next. Let it take root into your spirit, into your heart, that you will not be the same, that you will be changed, that your life will now become a life that is free in Christ. For who the Son set free is truly free indeed. If you want to be free today, why don't you ask the Lord to deliver you? If you want to experience your independence from bondage, from sin, from captivity. Will you just let the Lord know today God is here to deliver you. God is here to set you free. God is here to make you independent of all that holds you bound. <laughs> oh, in the name of Jesus, will somebody open their mouth today and just begin to respond to the word of God. Will you open your mouth today and begin to respond to the word of God? Say, Jesus, I want to be what you want me to be. Jesus, I want to be free in you. Jesus, I want to be saved. Jesus, I want to worship you and serve you. Will somebody worship the Lord? Will you lift your hands right now and worship Him and adore Him? For God is wonderful. He's great and greatly to be praised. There is none like Him. We adore you, O great God. We love you, oh great God. We thank you today, oh great God, for there is none like you. Have your way in our heart. Have your way in our spirit. Have your way in our soul. We thank you today for salvation. We thank you, Lord God, for transformation. We thank you for your word that keeps us free. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Somebody thank him right now. 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 As you clap your hands, why don't you just say thank you, Jesus? As you clap your hand, why don't you say thank you, Jesus? You don't know what he's doing in the background. You don't know what he's doing, but he's working on behalf of you. Why don't you just clap your hands and open up your mouth and say thank you, Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're good to us, Jesus. You're good to us. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Lord, we thank you and we bless your name. We thank you, Lord, and we bless your name. One more time, just lift your hands and thank him today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. God is doing something, church. He's doing something in your heart right now. Let him have his way. Let him have his way. Come on, church. Let God do what he wants to do. Today is your independence. Today is your independence. Thank you for independence. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. It's Independence Day, church. It's Independence Day. Declare your independence. Obey God that you may be free. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. I thank you for being here today. I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for just allowing the Lord to speak to your heart your heart, and touching your mind. I know God spoke to you today. Now you got to take the word of God and apply it to your life. For God wants to truly, truly bless you, bless your family, bless your home. And God is doing something wonderful and amazing in this church. I want to say this before we go. This is a wonderful church. Not because I'm the pastor of this church. This is a wonderful church. We have some great people in this church that is serving the Lord, that love the Lord. And this morning, church, I just want to tell y'all, all of you that are serving in the church. You know, I just, I was so appreciative and grateful because y'all just set me up to do what God called me to do. And I just watch out everybody did what they were supposed to do. And I was just ready to do what God wanted me. Y'all set me up this morning so good. The way y'all went about doing your business. The way you just went about serving the Lord. You just set me up real good to look real good. And I'm standing here looking real good. Not because I look real good, but because you just did it just so right so it looks so good. Thank you so much, church. You're top notch. You're the best. I love Christ-centered church. I really do. Y'all set me up real good. Y'all did amazing today. Wonderful. If you weren't here today, you need to come and see how they do it. They're doing it top-notch around here. I'm, I'm so proud to be a part of this church. I'm just a part of it. I'm just a part of it. And I, I just want to do my part and everybody that do your part. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful afternoon. So good to see you. So glad we were able to be back in person together. God bless you. Have a great day.